0: Howdy, everyone! Welcome to another episode of Making Dough Show, where we're obsessed with helping you make some dough in the restaurant business. If this is your first time, consider subscribing so you do not miss a future show. Today, I'm very excited about some customer service affairs, as you know. Um, this is incredibly, incredibly important customer service can make you and break your restaurant operation. It doesn't matter your decor. It doesn't matter your fancy menu or the equipment. You already know that it leaves the first and the last impression. It is called the sandwich of service. It is very critical. I'm going to go over 10 things and. They may be too much or too little for you. It's up to you and where you are. And you're like this one, I have this down. Great. Move on to the next one. But by the end of the show, I really would like you to think about one or two things that you can implement this week or work with your management team and your, your front of the house team to implement. Otherwise we're not going to make any dough around here, people, right? Do you know what I mean? So first is the greeting and farewelling. Now the question I have for you is first, do you have a standard? Do you have a script? You know that a lot of multi-billion dollars companies, they have scripts for these things because they know the skill set of their people and they equip their people to meet that standard. And part of that is having scripts. So the question i have for you is do you have standards for greeting and farewelling your customers maybe you even have a video training for this so the question i have for you is do you um, observe your team and compliment those who are great at this That the second they see a customer walk in not all the team everybody in the team may be like this you're going to have select few people who are great at it welcoming and doing a great job, farewelling your customers, following the standard. You need to be sure to publicly among the team, compliment those people and put them in charge of making sure uh, they're like a greeting police, making sure the team is greeting customers, because it's that important. If we cannot keep nothing, but this one thing or two things, which is the greeting and farewelling is incredibly, incredibly important. So put some standards in place for that. The next thing is building report standards and training that you need to have. And I'm going to talk about form real quick. It is incredibly important for us to equip and train our people as to how they need to build report with our customers, because when they're able to build report, I'm going to give you a quick sales technique for that, that you can implement this week. Okay. Build and report is that if, and when we screw up, because out of thousands of tickets, you process friend every week, you are going to have some scripts. Now, if the team had built rapport with customers, they're going to be way more gracious instead of just going to Yelp. Maybe they send you a direct Facebook message or DM you on Instagram or send you an email or talk to your manager instead of making it public they will have more mercy they will have a far better experience when we build rapport it's not just to be nice but rather build a connection with the customer a very simple technique that is very common in sales world uh, that i had to study so we can do better in our restaurant's training our front of the house team is form f o r m And that is when you send you people that go to the table and, or you have a minute or a 30 seconds for, uh, your team to have a word with your customers, instead of it being with no personality and what have you is to build report. And by asking questions, not just talking about the weather or the sport and the this and this and that, but rather asking questions, the server is to ask customer questions. Some I'm going to, the, the form is the questions to ask, because a lot of times your server is going to be like, well, I don't know what to talk to our customers about, and that's why they're just really rigid going to the table. Here's your food back out and whatever, and just like a robot. And that is not building a report and is because they don't know what to talk about and correct, I'm not asking them to talk about nothing. I'm asking them to ask questions. So the customers will answer the more the customer talks. The, uh, they will like your server more, not when the server talks too much because people like to talk about themselves, you know, how it is, right? Uh, we all like to talk about ourselves and that's how they feel that the server is a good listener and is so caring based on the questions asked. Now let's go back to form real quick. F O R M stands for family, occupation, recreation, and message. I'm going to go over what that means, family. Is asking them about their family. Maybe you have a family who comes in. We serve a lot of families with young kids. Asking the little kids. So what do you love? You know, what's your favorite pizza? Or what is your favorite ice cream? Or what do you, what do you, how are you enjoying your summer? Are you going to the pool? Talking to people about their family. How are they enjoying their, I mean, as I'm recording this, obviously it's summertime, but what grade they're in, which school they go to. These are kind of like generic, Questions you can ask little kids. What do you like to do for fun or recreational stuff? Do they like this and this and that? It's about their family. And the message is that when you gather some intel about a family, then the message can be, Hey, on Tuesdays and Saturdays, we have build your own pizza nights. You know, have you tried our pizza kits? Or oh, for example, in our case, right? What are some of the family fun events you, you do that you can connect to that? let's talk about occupation occupation is fantastic if you especially if you have lunch we get a lot of folks who come in and they have logo branded shirts they are look like they're workers in the area and they're over at our restaurant for lunch we serve the lunch buffet. So we get a lot of lunch folks who come for lunch that are professionals that are like working in the area in a one mile or two mile radius. So instead of wondering what to talk about, you can ask, oh, where do you work? How's work going? What are you working on? Maybe they're a plumber. So what are some of the projects you know? How long have you been a plumber? Oh, well, what do you love about doing? So asking these questions about a person's occupation gets that person talking about what they do and what do they love about it. And things like that. Recreation is going to be more about what do they love to do for fun, right? You know, what what do you all have plans for the weekend and what's coming up? And maybe they're into, you know, recreation. I don't know. They're into sports. They're into hiking. They're into that. And you can find a commonality with them as your servers can to relate to that person. So, those are some of the, t- again, this is just to give you some ideas about your people need, you need to have training and standards in place for building report because our servers, we don't want them to be robots. That is not good customer service that is meeting expectation. And that nowadays friends is mediocre when you consider. The level of competition we got going on in this industry friend. So those were some tips for you. I hope you find them helpful. If you think it is, you can show your people, you can show your friend of the house manager, this video, you can research form and building report and come up with some more training for your people. Next is incredibly important standards for your menu knowledge. And part of that is going to be dietary concerns and selling the sizzle. I'm going to tell you what that means. So first off standards for menu knowledge, how are you going to know, you know, again, when we talk about standards or like, Oh yeah, people know the menu. So knowing the menu, there are two things. One thing is knowing how food is the ingredients. For example, pizza is just really easy to tell you. For example, our chicken pesto pizza has chicken breast and tomatoes and artichokes and pesto. So, for instance, one thing is for that person to know all the ingredients, chicken, da that's what's in the pizza. The second thing is to understand the dietary concerns because the customer is going to say, well, I have a nut allergy and if our team member does not know that pesto has a pine nut, has pine nuts in it, for instance, they are not, you know, then we're going to be in deep trouble, right? We're not able to communicate that to the customer. So it's not just knowing the ingredients, but how maybe we prep it because maybe something is fried in peanut oil and so they just know that it's fried and oh they have peanut allergy maybe your team member doesn't understand sadly we live in a world that people's knowledge of food is not that high now maybe your people are different than our people but my experience is that so you need to have standards and trainings in place for your people to know your menu in terms of the ingredients the prep process considering dietary issues people have is your for example, does it dough has eggs in it or is a dairy in it, soy in it. People have all kinds of allergies to all kinds of stuff. So we need to respect that. We need to make sure our people are equipped. And a way for you to know your training is effective, friend, is uh, have quizzes. You're just providing training without having periodic quizzes is, is just a waste of time. So you need to have a system in place. For instance, every quarter you have a menu quiz that is administered to every single team member, and then it is scored and it goes into their file. Because if people are below 95% in our menu quizzes, their hours is going to get reduced and gradually they're going to be out of the building because we cannot have people on the shift that don't have a good menu knowledge. Now, the other thing when it comes to the menu is selling the sizzle. And what I mean by that is. Being able to ask questions where we're able to make proper recommendation. Again, this, for example, when a customer comes in and they don't know what to order, we need to ask them instead of, I like blah, blah, blah. For This happens to me all the time. I go to restaurants so and I don't know what to order, for example. And they tell me, oh, I love this and this and that. And well, I don't care what you like, friend, help me out as to what I need to order. And I don't care what you like. I mean, you know, the server thinks it's just because you like the server, like something and you think it's good. It has jalapenos and I don't eat spicy. You didn't even ask if I like spicy food or not. So you wouldn't make me that recommendation. Okay, that's besides the point. I'm, I'm, I'm always against that. So asking customers question, hey, you know, when it comes to pizza, would you like something with a lot of meat? Or would you like some vegetables? and they're, Or chicken? Or what, what kind of a toppings do you like, generally speaking? And they're going to be like, actually, I don't like pork as much. I want like something lighter. Okay, are you okay with chicken and some vegetables? They're like, oh, yeah, I think that sounds good. Okay, our chicken pesto is this. And it's fantastic. We drizzle it with like this fresh pesto that has like basil flavor it is so refreshing and blah 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 so that is selling the sizzle knowing exactly how to sell a menu item and for that again you need to have standards we need to have quizzes and uh knowing uh people's dietary concerns and asking those questions Next thing, very important. Our fourth standard we need to have in place yesterday is some uh, quality control standards. We need to have quality control for many different aspects of the restaurant operations and service. I'm going to go over some of them. So QC or quality control will reduce mistakes, reduce your ticket times, enhance customer experience. You need to have these standards in place in the process of the food going through from the ticket being captured of what it is, it's being put in the POS system, it's sent to the kitchen, it's being prepped all the way that it comes to the customer. Now, some of the QC standards that we have in place, for example, that I wanted to share with you for a dine-in is repeating back the order. Confirming the, and so repeating that back the order, it's a no brainer. I don't care if the customer says, I want just a Supreme pizza. I want a 16 inch Supreme pizza, for example. All right. Um, I have a 16 inch Supreme pizza for you. Is there anything else you want? No, you need to repeat back the order to you. You're not God people. You may have misheard the customer. You may have, you know, not captured the information correctly and repeating back the order to the customer. will make sure we catch the mistake before it goes to the kitchen and comes to the customer. Confirming the food at the table is another QC standard we have in place uh, when it comes to running food for dine-in. So when that Supreme comes to the table, I don't care we have one table in the dining room and I don't know, I don't care if that's the only table that they're serving. We need to follow our QC standards in our company. I mean, that we're just rigid about it. Because that reduces mistakes and they practice the QC standards when we're not busy. So when we are busy, we are actually following the QC standards, but that's besides the point. So when the food comes to the table, I want our servers to say, well, here's a 16 inch Supreme pizza, no black olives for you. Because that in case, if there's a switch with the table number, we can catch it before we set the food down or they're like, well, actually, you know, here, you know, I didn't want artichoke on it either, or this and that before the food is set down. At the table, we can catch those mistakes. And that is so important because, and again, I'm gonna go back and do hammering the issue that we need to have standards in place is that when we track all of the mistakes that happen at the end of the night, they need to have FOH mistakes. It's like a hashtag they use in our scheduling logbook uh, platform. So we have FOH mistakes, HOH mistakes, delivery mistakes, all kinds of mistakes that is there. Then I want them to identify was it an order taking mistake? Was that a food dropping mistake? What was the the kind of a mistake? So we are able to identify the patterns of problems we have in our restaurant again because we want to reduce those problems. So when they're like, oh, the food was ran to the wrong table, I can be like ding 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 ding. Did we confirm the uh food? the accuracy of the food at the table, yes or no. So the manager is able to ask specific questions from that team member. Did you confirm the order? And then most likely, again, there is a reason you have mistakes and the QC is to counter proactively the measures in place that we're putting. So we don't have those mistakes, right? Or if they're like, oh, it didn't, the ticket didn't say that they didn't want black olives. So did you repeat back the order? Did you communicate what's in the order, right? I I already know what the problem is because we have standards in place for a time such as this. And the standards come from a lot of pain and a lot of problems that we've had (laughs) throughout years. And that's how we came up with our QC standards. You need to come with your own. Carry out, we open and show the customer the content of every box to confirm the accuracy and customer satisfaction because i don't want that customer to go home and come back and calling oh there wasn't enough sausage on that pizza and i want a full refund Because if that was caught in the store, we could have sent that pizza to a local business. Nobody had touched the food and we could have remade that food for that customer right there without them going home and not needing to figure out, are they going to come back? Am I going to refund them? Are we going to, you know, send a free delivery and we need to give the driver a tip for taking that food? You know what I'm saying? All these things could have been avoided had we had that QC checkpoint in place. And so when the mistakes happen, a customer is like, oh, they went home and they said there wasn't enough X, Y, and Z. Then I can hold my team accountable and be like, did you open every single box and communicate what was in it so here's a 16 inch supreme with no black olives for you so the customer is able to see and be like oh i didn't want this on it either oh i'm so sorry ma'am let me see what's in the ticket um it seems like we captured the order wrong we'll deal with that later we can remake that for you it's going to be out in seven minutes hypothetically right you get the point so you need to have this quality control checkpoints for a time such as this uh, because uh, sadly we all uh, make these mistakes now, if you are obsessed as me about growing your restaurant sales, I would like you to go check out our website, www.makingdoshow.com and download a free guide that I have for you there. We have a lot of free resources there for you as well. If you go under our resource section, and this one in particular is a year's worth of marketing ideas to grow your restaurant sales, because in order for you and I to grow our sales, we need to have something that we're implementing every single week in this competitive market. So be sure to go there, implement this uh, guide and make some dough. The next thing I want to talk to you about is we need to have standards in place when it comes to our wait time. This is very, very important. There are multi-billion dollar companies that their unique selling proposition or their USP is time and that is a fast food industry mcdonald's is successful not because they have the bur- best burger because they have consistent product and their ticket times are consistent chick-fil-a standard for ticket time is less than 120 seconds whether it's 9 a.m noon 5 p.m or 10 p.m you know for us a lot of times if you're a local restaurant owner our ticket times vary depending time of the day now yes i know they don't prep the food the way you and I do, but we must have a wait time standard or, and that standard need to be measured. It needs to be documented. That's why if you use the kitchen display screen on your POS system, every order that is going out, the expediter needs to mark it out. And you need to be checking those times. What are our actual ticket times? We have come up with this, we call 10 20, 30 rule in our restaurant. And our 10, 20, 30 rule is. 10 minutes for dine-in, 20 minutes for any pickup like phone orders and online takeouts, 30 minutes for deliveries out the door. The driver needs to be out the door within 30 minutes of that order being placed. So the question I have for you again is, do you have a standard for your wait time for every single dining option? Do you have every single team member aware of it? Are you measuring the standard? Are you measuring on every single ticket? What are actually the times? Because that is a very important factor because it matters to your customer, so it should matter to you. Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Okay, next thing we're gonna talk about is presetting standards. Okay. So you need to have a standard in place that when customers come in and go sit down before even they place the order, you have a pre-setting standard. Is that when the plates are brought to the table or is that the time that they need to bill report with a customer? What's the protocol and the standard you have in place? Pre-setting standard is what we call. So we have some protocols of our own for our restaurants that we train our people on. And a lot of times part of that is resetting the wait time. When they place the order with the server, we have the server go back after that to, for example, bring napkins or bring... Um, if they wanted ranch or they wanted Parmesan, because if the ticket is taking long, for whatever reason, that never happens, the server has gone multiple times to that table and reset it, the wait time uh, during the pre-setting process. Um, table check-in standards. Once the food is dropped off, what is your standard for, do you want the server to go back once? Do you want them to go twice? When do you want them after they take two bites? You want, I want them to go back. I want you to tell them that you must have standards in place and you need to be training and communicating all of those standards to your team on a very regular basis, pre busing standards as well. And you need to have a standard of people don't like having dirty dishes around. You may not care. Customers want to feel that they're being served and a way of you being served is observing somebody picking up the dirty plates and the stuff and taking it away from you very graciously. If you know a mother, a mother usually does that pre-bussing the table and a lot of times bussing the table, but a lot of times the customers don't get to see you bussing a table they don't get to see that experience. Now it feels pretty good because it makes a person feel served when people come in and remove dirty dishes out of their way without disturbing the conversation. So you need to have standards in place for pre busing tables. Next is refills. This is not a new fact. You already know that you must have standard for refills. It can, it doesn't matter. Everything else we talked about, two things matter a lot to the customer. One of them is the refill and the next one is the one we're going to talk about, which is the check. Um, People don't want to get up to get their drinks. I mean, it depends on if you have a fast, casual environment because they want to be served. That's why they're tipping to be served and getting refills on the drink is one of the ways that people feel served and they, they feel that the tip is worth, especially if your servers want good tips, The one thing they need to do is get refills for customer. I've had servers that are not the best with a menu knowledge and blah, 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 but they've kept our drinks, including water filled during the whole experience. And they've gotten themselves a tip because they're hustling and getting us drinks all the time. And people want to see that they're giving a tip and it's, the money is working for them. It's hard earned dollars. You must have standards for the refills. You need to be measuring it. You need to be standing on the corner of your dining room, observing your dining room. Are you people getting are your servers getting customers refills yes or no and should they hustle more about it uh, you know maybe they get one they should do more of it that is something that again a customer really cares about so will you and so will them you know what i'm saying closing the check standard that is a fact you already know that especially if you have children you know that when the children are done we are done and we've already eaten we want to go so get that check And just take care of it as soon as you can and let the customer know, Hey, this is no rush. I just want to make sure that you're taking care of. So whenever you, you know, and I still will visit and just to make sure you do. You know, that is, will be well appreciated, especially for a family. So question again, do you have standards for this? Do you train for that? And do you um, observe to make sure that this is actually happening in your operations? Now I went over 10 things. And again, my goal wasn't to overwhelm you, but we do need to have standard for these things. We need to have trainings for these things. We need to have quizzes for those things, friend, we got work to do. So what's the one customer standard that you're going to choose to improve upon this week, please comment below. If you're on YouTube zone or on LinkedIn, let me know, how are you going to implement one of these standards that we talked about? Because we, if we do one a week that we focus on in terms of defining that standard, and training and watching the team and observing, it's going to take us 10 weeks to implement these things. Hopefully you already have some of these things in place. Maybe they need more refining. Maybe we need to reset the expectation with the team and remind them of again, what matters to the customer. And that is what we need to obsess over, right? And thank you so much for. Again, tuning into another episode of Making Dough Show, I'd appreciate it if you could subscribe to the show. We're on all podcast platforms and on YouTube, and you can leave us a review on any of the podcast platforms. I would greatly appreciate it as well. If you choose to share this episode with a restaurant professional, it could be on a Facebook group uh, for restaurant owners or a LinkedIn group. I would greatly appreciate it as well. With that, yes, as I mentioned, we have a lot of work to do, and let's get back to work and make some dough. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.